Hello and welcome to the Spirit Guide Society podcast. Tonight in the Rum Society at Kanye Rum Bar, we are doing a Rums of Puerto Rico pop-up. It's part of the Rum Fest here in America. I've got Fede Hernandez. I've got the global ambassador for the Rums of Puerto Rico, which is actually a government office, Mr. Ramon Diaz in the house. And of course, <laughs> Urban Garcia. Kanye's general manager, aficionado of all wonderful things rum related. We're going to talk about this awesome fest that's happening. You guys are doing this, uh, how many places are you doing this, Fede? The pop-up? So yeah, we're doing, yeah. uh, it's eight cities, uh, primarily focused for the pop-up. In addition, we're doing an execution with Rums of Puerto Rico that we're doing. We did a partnership with USA Today and Marcia Stewart's One and Food uh, Festivals. And uh, that's actually happening this weekend as well here in LA. So we're impacting probably 12 to 14 st- uh, different states or cities, promoting, of course, Puerto Rican rum, Puerto Rico as a destiny, and, and as well the Puerto Rican Rum Festival, which is called Taste of Rum. And we're celebrating our 11th year anniversary. Wow, congratulations. Awesome. So, Ramon, you're going to be hanging out with Martha Stewart here in a couple of days. Yes. There, <laughs> this Saturday, I'm going to be in a stage. Martha Stewart is, is cooking. Uh, I'm going to do some cocktail pairing uh, the food. Oh, that Martha, Martha Stewart. And hopefully we have I, I a Snoop rolling. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say anything. <laughs> We're doing it here in California, right? Yes, right, right yes. here in L.A. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Right on. So you guys are rolling in now. The rums of Puerto Rico. Now, you're a global brand ambassador, but these are a bunch of different distilleries. And my understanding is that this is actually sponsored by the government to try to bring more uh, education about the rums of Puerto Rico. And this is really, really important because I imagine that in Puerto Rico, you guys are still rebuilding after the horrible hurricane yep. uh, last year. And so bringing love to the Puerto Rican brands is actually really important to the entire island. You know, as, as part of the United States, we're needing to, you know, rebuild and, and, and lift these folks up. So this is more important than ever. I mean, you've been doing it 11 years, but this has a certain urgency, I would imagine. Yes, actually, we are part of the government. Um, we are promote all the program brands, and th- this is very important to us. That represent more than three hundred million dollars a year in our economy. Wow! Only in taxes. Wow. Only wow. in taxes. So <clears throat> we do all that promotion in the states, and also we do all the regulation for the rum making, you know, brands. So. Um, we all be doing that since 1954. Wow. Absolutely. That's so. amazing to try to like keep Americans buying Puerto Rican rum because essentially it's, it's a, you know, it's a national product of America too, yeah. you know? Which is a great thing for me to be educating. The whole so. educational rum uh, hint message to the other uh, rum uh, makers out there. Let's start something like this. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, there's a lot of people that will support it and help it out and, and back it up for sure. Yeah, well, what's, re- what's yeah. really cool is that Puerto Rico, um, so many years ago, so right now there's a big promotion about like GI, uh, uh, the AOC, which is phenomenal, right? There are different standards on how rum should be made per country, per state, or per, per island or, or location. And then Puerto Rico was one of, since Ramon mentioned, since that, that very beginning, with Luis Munoz Marin, 
they created a law on how rum, anything that wanted to be under the rums of Puerto Rico program had to follow specific standard. And Ramon can explain that right now. It's like, which are like basically four premium, four things that companies have to follow to be a Puerto Rican rum and be under the program and benefit from the tax benefit as well, right? And Ramon, before, really quickly, he mentioned that it brings $300 million, but that's, as he mentioned, just in federal, in federal taxes as a rebate. But all the jobs made indirectly and directly through that, right? So right now we're here, and we're all creating in some way or another a job. So Urban Caña Rum Bar is promoting Puerto Rican rums tonight and selling Puerto Rican rums. And that is uh, an, an indirect job or direct job on how this is impacting not locally, but in, around the entire world. Not Puerto Rican rums, but also all the rums made in, around the world. And so, well direct jobs, it's a thousand direct jobs. Wow. In Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico, yes. So what are the four things that are like standards? I think there's more, but four things that are really important to qualify as a Puerto Rican rum. Well, most important, well, the first, you need you need to make your rum in Puerto Rico, of course. Um, I, I was I was wondering about yeah. that. <laughs> so in, in the rum world, we can get a little dicey. <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, the second one, uh, we need to use uh, molasses. Mm -hmm. so, uh, we can make rum with sugarcane juice or sugarcane syrup. We need to make the rum with sugarcane molasses. Also, we need to age the rum at least one year. So today we got some brands. This one is, uh, is, is 10 to 16 years old, but at least one year. And also we make the rum in, in column of distillation. So, so no pot steel rums here. Not pot steel rum. Yeah, in Puerto Rico, we make some pot steel rum, but we can set that are Puerto Rican rums. Okay. So it's more similar to a, to a it, we call it pitorro. It's very similar to, we call it a Puerto Rican moonshine. Mm -hmm. You know, make, make with, with, with a sugar cane, okay. not, not with corn. But, but all that rum are made in, in Columbus distillation. So also, if, if we got a number in a bottle, I, I don't have any here, but we got Bacardi 10, Bacardi 8, Bacardi 4, or others brands that have number in the bottle. So in Puerto Rico, by law, that's mean the youngest from in the bottle. So you know that other brands maybe have 23 in the, in the label, but it's a blend 6 to 23. Yeah, right. So we can do that in Puerto Rico by law. Okay. By law. Well, and then there's one more too. Like, uh, you correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Ramon. Is uh, there's also that we cannot control our warehousing. Yes. Temperature. Like, yes. It's, it's like the whatever how much hydrate. Um, like angel share? Evaporation. A evaporation there is an angel, angel share, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it, it is what it is. We just cannot control it. We, we, can, there's, um, we cannot put a refrigerator or anything. It just has to be natural. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, so. I remember that that's very important to us um, because this is good and bad. So, you know, it's bad be <laughs> because we lose a lot you of money. A lot, yeah. So we lose 6 to 10% every year only wow. in angel share, only that's in evaporation. So that's a lot. So we can have 23, 25 years old rums. It's very difficult. So uh, at least you make maybe a, in maybe a Solera process aging, but all that rum is not Solera. It's, you know, regular aging process. There's so, a little bit of Solera. solera. Uh, like this one has yes, Solera. Have a little bit, but, but yeah. it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's only not part, you know, it's only part of, of the recipe. Um, 
but but we can you know we can add a 50 year old in yeah. old rum in, in the label <laughs> exactly you know no there's no way they actually yeah. don't even have it on their script even though they do the solera mm -hmm. up to 20 years they don't put it on as no. part of their like marketing their, uh, part of their marketing they just so, don't want to fool anybody oh, so the great. four things it has to be made in puerto rico it has to be made from molasses it has to be at least one year old and it has to be named if there's an age statement for the youngest Yeah. in the bottle very important because like one thing about doing all these rum educations that urban and i do these weekly is how much variance there is island to island there's no overarching rules and it's one mm -hmm. thing that you were talking about how richard seal is really passionate it's like just tell us the truth it's yes. not like there needs to be one way to make rum there's a great tradition to all the yeah. different styles but just don't tell us that there's no sugar in it when you can stick a little hydrometer yeah. in there and be like oh there's 30 grams of sugar in there it, which is fine there's there's a total tradition to adding molasses or sugar <laughs> after distillation but just tell the consumer what they're buying so that we're straight you know yeah. that's all we're asking agreed I, i i don't mind reading a label with certain amount of sugar or esters or uh food coloring i, I really don't care yeah. as long as i like it and i enjoy it i'll keep on drinking it and i'll keep on buying it that's right so, that's just right. just let's be clear So these are four different distilleries? Yes. All from within Puerto Rico? Yes. Um, are there, within Puerto Rico, are there different styles? Um, well, yes. If, if you go to Rondel Barrilito, this is very, you know, different style to the other three. In that case, um, they age in cherry cask. Oh, cherry cask. Yes. Very much like Oloroso whiskey or cherry. cognac. Yes. Yeah. Um, they buy the, the cast from Spain. I think they're calling you right now. Yeah. They're, they're like, <laughs> they want to correct you. <laughs> uh, but but um, the other three are aging in a bourbon cast. Okay. So it's a little bit different. Also, in that case, they they use a maceration process. And, and they use about 33 different spices. Oh, uh, it's a spice rum then. It's not a spice rum because it's, it's only less than one percent oh so you, you're not gonna feel you know like spices or you're gonna feel like um you know a very good age from but it's different because they make you know that um maceration process in the blending and use a little bit put a little bit in each cast wow yeah. so it's like a, a tincture or like a very strong kind of yeah. spice essence yeah. mm -hmm. interesting and that's all natural It's all natural. Yeah, it's yes. pure uh, like natural, natural pure uh, fruits. Yeah, I was lucky enough to be at the this, well at the blending house at the Ronda Barlito. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. I was actually there at the beginning of the year for uh, Tales of the Cocktail. Oh, so awesome. I, I went. I, I checked Thanks it for out. going to Puerto yeah, Rico. That was beautiful. Beautiful. Um, you didn't take me. I'm really jealous. Sorry, dude. Uh, I, I was, I was lucky with me I, and two of the other guys, part of the company. We bought. Ronda Barrelito, it's, it's the one they have inside of... Um, the four-star or the five-star? I think it's the five-star. It yeah. might be the four-star. The four-star is the, actually the only one they sell, they have available at the... Uh, yeah, so it's the four-star. Yeah. yeah, so and it's then, the four-star. We got to do the whole uh, wax on the on the lid and, and oh, wow. pour, nice. it, get the, the thief and pour it into your bottle. It was perfect and it's amazing. We'll taste that after once we're done. Um, oh, so you have a bottle here? Yeah, I have a bottle here in the locker. Ooh, we're celebrating. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> 
Promises, promises. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, wait, is this an inside joke? Are you saying promises, promises before from previous podcasts that Urban has promised something and has not delivered? He always has promised to take him on a trip. I haven't done it yet. Yeah. Well, we'll take I'm him. We'll take him. No, no. He he always delivers on it. We've, we've got know, our nice little stash, and he's yeah. very I'm generous. Kidding. I'm, I'm bothering you, Urban. No, that's okay, because I do kind of, one day I'm sure I'm going to get in trouble. I just sneak bottles in my luggage and... Bring them right through. Oh <laughs> I don't claim them. It's just wrapped up in one of my T-shirts, and I just sneak well, them we're in. traveling. Well, you're sharing. Houses. You're yeah, sharing. I'm sharing. Yeah, it's all about the care and sharing. Exactly. That, that's good. If you go to Puerto Rico, you need to go to Arelito Distillery. Yeah. You need to go to Bacardi, to Don Q, and, uh, and also you need to go to La Casita de Rones, the yeah. restaurant. Ah, that I didn't go to. Uh, is 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 they they have all kind of rums. Okay. And have a very good owner. Nice, nice. That's Himself. Me. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> the place is excellent. The Omer. But I did get to see the the the. Uh, it's it's a humongous barrel. It's almost two story, two to three stories high. Where they add the the fruits for the blending, it's yeah. just humongous. Um, yeah. Well, well, that's where. Yeah, that's where they do the blending there. The right maceration. There. The maceration. Is a big, yeah. maceration. Big, huge like yeah. vat, mm-hmm. like a wooden vat. Is a is a wooden vat. Wooden. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, they so talk what, about this right in in uh, in Guayana, right? That pro, pro, part like how famous those wooden vats are. And Barrilito yeah. actually has one. Has right? one. Uh, Leblon. I've seen one too, where where yeah. they age their their cachaça. It's it's another one like three story size, humongous, and it's just it's this whole room. Wow. It's like we're even bigger. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the young lady giving us the tour was just really, really helpful and just told us everything. She didn't want to tell me what, what spices or what fruits go in there. Yeah. She's like, that's a secret. I can't tell you that. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. Secret so, recipe. Secret yeah. recipe. There, there's well, a lot saying in the in the market right now, like, what about Ron del Barrilito? Like, is it a spice rum? Is it not a spice rum? And at the end, like, are they doing the right thing? Are they not doing the right thing? My Our response basically is like, Hey, this company has been doing the same thing since day one. Mm-hmm. So this is, they haven't changed their single formula since day one, right? And the whole story of Ronde Barrito, Ramon can explain how it all started, which is super interesting. Is, um, but again, they've been very, it's, it's something that they wanted to do them, themselves as a tradition. Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe they want to expose a little bit of what more they're doing right now. But in Puerto Rico, it's considered like a, it's, a, it's a delicious thing. Like um, it's, It was one of those single rum brands that actually always kept an ultra premium um, taste or, or, or profile, right? Okay. S- same with our, every other rum so brand as well. Here's a question for you guys. So when I was there, I did not see a distillery. Cur- Are you guys sourcing from Bacardi or Danco or both? Well, uh, at first they buy. Um, well, at first they they make um, who's, his own um, distillation process, but then when the provisions end, they start to buy the the distillation from okay. from Bacardi. Okay. As now, I'm not sure because they changed the the okay. owners, and, and I'm I'm not sure where they're sourcing, sourcing from. Yeah. Okay, so it could be either company from. Maybe. Bacardi yeah. or Danco. Cool. Yeah, we know it's made in Puerto Rico. Yeah, it is. So, so that we know. What is this first mark? Herbs, you're going to have to pour I think because we're gonna I'm, start I'm holding from a mic. Barlito. Oh, okay. This way, no, right? no, no, that way. That okay. Way. Because this is this is a full body. This is a light body rum. Cool. Yeah. And I say that because I, have, I I was hoping to have this like my big finish because I haven't tried <laughs> Trigo. I, I haven't <clears throat> tried it. 
at huh? all. This is my first time trying it with all you guys. All right, well, we're going to explore excited. it all together. All right. So what is this first mark here? Uh, well, um, this is Trigo Reserva Añeja. This is a blend, six to 10 years old rum. It's, it's very light for B&H, and they make that rum since 1954. And it's a very good rum. It's a very good rum. It's what happened in 1954? That, that date just keeps coming up. So why is that a significant date in Puerto Rican rum history? I'm not sure, but, but in 1954, we make the, the piña colada was created, our oh. natural cocktail, and also, and also that brand. So. Mm -hmm. so a couple of things happened during that time is that um, so we had our first governor, elected governor from Puerto Rico, was, was Luis Munoz Marin. And then... Um, Puerto Rico was uh, an island that focused on agriculture and uh, primarily in sugar. When the uh, Great Depression happened, so many of the sugar companies closed, and um, and then the, the 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 country was our island was in a was really bad. Luis Munoz Marin comes in, steps in, and really helps us. Like he was with Teodoro Moscoso. Like how how can we help right uh, our island boost up and, and make it like and we need to recover. So he created different plans as a, as a governor to, to support the economy. And one of this is the bootstrap pro program, right? And then it was a, a couple of elements that came together. Number one, the sugar industry of rum. Number two, uh, bringing in more hotels. There's the, you probably heard Hilton, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the first international Hilton in the world was the Caribbean Hilton in Puerto Rico. So Hilton, uh, Conrad Hilton actually only had Hiltons in the U.S. And then the governor of Puerto Rico at that point, Luis Munoz Marines and his team, reached out to different hotels companies. Like, can you, somebody operate, and we're going to help you make this hotel in Puerto Rico called the Caribbean Hilton. We'll put in the money. You help it operate it. You help the marketing. Um, this is the information that I know. Don't exact. You can quote me because I'm being recorded, but you should, we should read more information about it, right? This is mm -hmm. a, a, as much as my brain has been able to capture from mm -hmm. uh, different uh, interviews or seminars. And then, um, so Conrad Hilton is like, hey, I want to do this. So he goes to his board and his board is like, nope, you can't do that. Like, we're not, we don't want to support it. So he, on the side, he created uh, Hilton International. And the first hotel of Hilton International was the Caribbean Hilton. Then... Inside that program, inside the Caribbean Hilton, is where uh, um, at the same time there was a program called Coco, Coco Lopez, right? Uh, Coconut Cream. And they were looking for a cocktail that was going to be like they were doing competitions or away. And then Ramon Monchito, Monchito Marrero created the Pina Colada. Uh -huh. And it came out of the Hilton, Caribbean Hilton, too. Right. So it's like I've all these elements coming together. Right to to do a world phenomenal, right? And then so this is something that uh, really uh, happened in, at, at that time, right? So uh, and also you know, for me the piña colada is the most famous cocktail in the world. So if not, you know, we got a lot of songs that you know said piña colada in the song. <laughs> we got we got you know. Oil of piña colada. Chapsticks. We got yeah, we got condoms, condoms with piña colada flavor. So we got a lot of things no with piña colada. There's no my Thai no. condom flavor. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so piña coladas. That's what I drink when I'm at the beach with my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Blended piña coladas. Well, so, but, quick, but, quick, but, let's do a quick cheers just, just in case. I, I need to drink salute, something. Salute. <laughs> 
I let Roman keep on talking. He, he, he's super knowledgeable about like everything that's happening, right, in in the economy, uh, locally of like the educational pro- process, and it's um it's really interesting. And thank you for coming talking about the 1954, right, about that time. It's important history. So this Trigo, now, what is going on in this bottle here? So this distillery, where is it located in? You know, in the in the state this, of Puerto Rico. Yeah, this is in Toabaja. They make um, this is the only age rum that that they made. They made um, another types of uh, like amaretto or coconut rum, mm-hmm. and also they make some wines. Um, but this is the only one that is is the age is a uh, age rums. It's got a certain like coffee note and a nuttiness to it too. That's yes. interesting yes, that you said is. amaretto because I'm getting like it's got some things that remind me of amaretto a little bit in there. So no age statement on this, right? Yeah. Also, they buy the distillation process from Bacardi too. Oh, so they're sourcing yeah. it. Interesting. And then how are they aging it? And Bacardi actually doesn't source any rum in the world. They they made a, a if I'm not mistaken from different conversation. Mm-hmm. This is like a an handshake agreement that they did years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And they kept their words like, "Hey, we're gonna help you. You help each other out. We'll buy you." But but Bacardi, their business is not to sell bulk rum. It's yep. just all the rum they produce is from themselves. So they 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 made some exceptions, mm-hmm. um, which is super interesting. Like traditional yeah. contracts, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. Gentleman's contract. Gentleman's right. contract, which is so awesome. Finished, yeah, that's pretty cool. Finished. Do you know, do these guys do open fermentation? Do you know if they do a long fermentation for the, the base distillate? Well, they buy it from Bacardi. They buy it from right. Bacardi, yeah. Only only 48 hours, this uh, fermentation process. And it, it's a very chart. It's very chart. Are, does Bacardi do a closed fermentation or did open air fermentation no close okay it's a close so they're using their proprietary yeast they're jamming it really really fast they're yes. cranking out a lot of alcohol basically but is it close is it like there's a roof but it's actually a little bit open too no 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 it's 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 it's, it's closed yeah it's, it's a close they have you know a window yeah but but it's not that open nice. <laughs> <laughs> for those that don't know uh, or might know the beer process it's kind of what they do right right yeah they Often um, we'll do open fermentation, which allows like other bacterium and other yeast strains to get in, and it can have a little bit of effect on it. But generally speaking, your proprietary yeast strain is going to be the dominant uh, strain that's making the fermentable sugars into alcohol. Now, uh, question: Yes, sir. For some of us that don't know, uh, brewers yeast and wild yeast. What's the difference between? What, what actually characters do they give to the, to the wash? Well, brewer's yeast has been traditionally used by brewers to, to make beer. And so it's specifically designed to kind of crank out alcohol as quickly as possible. Now, wild yeast strains can take their time often, but they'll create a lot of different kind of esters that might not be present in, in your proprietary yeast strain. A lot of times, I, I don't know the exact science of why yeasts have created the flavors that they do, but I imagine that there's a little bit of mimicry. Like if you are an organism that's surviving off of the sugars of different kinds of fruit trees, for instance, you probably don't want that fruit tree to develop a defense mechanism against you, so you would probably start to mimic the sugars of that tree itself. Like say the yeast um, on a mango tree will start to adapt 
flavors that are mango. very mango-like, which is what many makers in the rum world, I've heard, they kind of claim that like the wild yeast strains are similar to the different fruit trees in their areas. Oh, I nice. don't know the exact science behind it, but that it makes sense on a certain level. So this Trigo Reserva Añeja. Is it available here in the States? Some, uh, Florida, for sure. Yeah, Florida, Florida and New York. Um, I'm not sure if here in, in LA you, you can we, find it. I haven't always seen late. It in they always give us everything oh. at the end. It's yeah. because we drink so much. <laughs> They're afraid yeah. that if, if they release it here, we're going to drink it all. Yeah, yeah, but we know we, we got in Chicago too. Mm -hmm. We buy some bottles in Chicago last time. Chicago, New York, and, and Florida. Mm. The bottles is like the decanter bottle, right? So it yeah. is, right? Yeah. Uh, it used to be um, uh, dark and green. Like green. Was it green dark? Um, the first one green, then umbar, and now it's clear. Yeah, and this one is it's very sexy. That is delicious. It's That's really great. easy sipper. It's a lot of almonds. Yeah, mm. nuttiness, great coffee tones to it, but the mouthfeel is just silky and full and really... What a nice bite in the mm -hmm. middle. Oh, yeah. Still nice. lingers. What's the proof on this one? The 40. Reserva Añeja. 40. Uh, it's 40% 80 proof. 40% 80 proof. Beautiful. And are they adding sugar after distillation to this one? Yeah. No. Any of them. Any None of, them. of these. Yeah. But that's that's not so much a Puerto Rican style. They don't usually add sugar after distillation. Well, I can say that we got, you know, a, a style because we, you know, we, we used to have a style. But as now, we are making a, a lot of different things in, in a rum. So, so I, the Q brand that are, age, are making double age, aging in the vermouth cast for second time, aging cherry cast for second time, and, uh, and are doing a lot of, you know, experiment with a lot of other casts. So at first, you know, all that brands are, are aging in, you know, in bourbon cast, you know, like the same, like all the rules, no sugar. But as now, you know, the company start, you know, to making uh, another thing because the market. Experiment with yeah. different types of finishes. Yeah. Interesting. Because the, my understanding was that I would think that Bacardi, mm -hmm. the classic Puerto Rican rum is yep. kind of like what would be referred to historically as kind of the Cuban style, which is a really clean, filtered style mm. of rum that's designed to be mixed in a cocktail. These are different. This is something kind of um, well. Well, we, you know, we got a lot of influence of uh, you know Cuban Bacardi Cuban uh, rum, but as now we we are evolution. We we got an evolution. You know. Mm -hmm. So we got the white rums that is very similar to a Cuban rum, but in the in the case of the age, we are doing a lot of thin right now. Mm -hmm. So, so we are you know we got an evolution you know in in the market of the, of the rums. Right, so they're giving us something new, something different. So yeah, plantation is doing a lot of so, different finishes. So right, yeah, it's nice to see Donku doing it as well. That's yeah. pretty cool. It's, it's yeah, great it's for cool. the rum world to yeah. see these different evolutions, and that's you know it makes. Great conversation for sure. We can dig deep into these kind of things. Mm -hmm. So what's the second mark here? That one is Don Q Gran Añejo. Wow, I've never seen this one either. Yeah. Shelves. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> actually, this is the best-seller rum in the island. Oh, it's, my. It's Don Q brand. Um, that one is a blend 9 to 12-year-old in a bourbon cast. 
but then in the recipe they have a little bit of solera process um, aging up to 15 years and and in cherry cask. Wow. Okay. So it's a little bit different. Starting in bourbon, finished in sherry, nine to twelve years. Let's taste some of this. Yeah. You have to pour because well, I have well, to put it in my hand. So it's a blend. They're blending a little. So from one side, Solera, from the other side, yeah, is, right and, side and, is, yeah. Okay. and then they it, blend it together, blend it together right? yes. a little it, bit of everything. And that's why we have can, a master blender. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> but can you explain um, specifically how is the Solera cask in this? Is this a gigantic like marrying that, or how does it? Is it actual? cradle of barrels that are connected or how do you guys do your solera cast finishing yeah, i'm gonna tell you i haven't actually seen the solera process in serra yes it's so the, the it's a huge distillery and um so i haven't been able they've taken me somewhere but i'm too i'm, I'm very i'm a very short puerto rican and so i don't think they like me that much <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. but what's the what's the question the question is have you seen the solera process like yeah. the, where they had to set up in, well, uh, at Dunkirk. first, at first they use a you know a pyramid, a pyramid that way. Pyramid of yeah. barrels, which but is traditional now, like Spanish style. Yes, but as now they change it for uh, like uh, only they they have uh, like a uh, shells, yeah, mm -hmm. like a shells, and have all the all the casts. Okay, yeah, so but those casts are connected, right? They're, yes. So they're yes. they're mingling together. They're on a big shelf, but they're all yes, connected. Yes, and, and have numbers. So you wait, know, so they use they use the you know the the solera cast. Mm -hmm. So the, so the solera like there's what have you seen in solera? My impression, right, is that let's say they whatever you, the lowest one evaporated one percent that year. So whatever one percent got evaporated, they'll fill it up from the from the younger one above it. So let's say this is twenty, mm -hmm. and this one is nineteen. From the nineteen to one, it's gonna fill it up with the other one. But this, so now the twenty one, they fill that one percent, but it's it's been for years a blend of like it started from one all the way to twenty. They keep on filling that gap, so it keeps on going all the way up. Uh, staggering all the way up. So like, the one is filling up the two, the two are filling mm -hmm. up three, the three are filling up all, all the way on to 50 years, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. The way it was explained to me originally was it's an inverted pyramid. Mm -hmm. So you've got that old one at the bottom and you're, the yeah. top is same the cradle where the babies are. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Exactly are. the same yeah. thing I was saying. What I'm also seeing a lot is that people are just, or not people, but companies are uh, grabbing different rums from different barrels, putting it in one Oak bat and just letting it marry, and that's yeah. what they consider now Solera as well. Yeah, that's what oh, they do. They're Glenfiddich, just blending it to yeah. the whiskey company, they have a Solera cask. They're 15 years of Solera cask, yeah. but it's actually one big marrying ton. It's yes. not a bunch of interconnected. Oh, okay. exactly. No, 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 no. In our case, uh, we got a lot of casks, and and they are connected. They're marrying into yeah. each other. Yeah, and then we used, you know, the bottom. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's how I know Solera as well. But I'm hearing a lot of companies are also just grabbing ounces and putting it to one big it makes sense. Yeah. it makes together. sense yeah. right so let's taste this don q here what is what's well, the uh, something so don q yeah. start to produce rum in 1865 so more than 150 years uh i like i love that that bottle because they have a uh, the special gear that i always said and i, I always show show so oh, yeah, yeah, it's a shot glass yeah it's it's, it's like uh it's like a jiggle measure exactly one ounce and a half and it's very cool for your home. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you got a visit, you can pour exactly one ounce and a half. 
But, but of course, if you're you going to pour for you, you're going to do a free pour. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's why you took so the bottle away from Puerto me. Puerto Ricans, too heavy. Puerto Ricans, we keep it at one, one, one and a half ounce, yeah. always. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you don't have any glasses and you're out at the park, oh. out. You, take you got it. your little yeah, glass right there. Perfect. As yeah, long as you is. drink responsibly. So, Ramon, <laughs> Ramon so this bottle see. was created when uh, Puerto Rico celebrated, right? 500 years from being discovered yep. from Christopher Columbus? Yep. yep. And this is the, the only bottle that have the Five Diamonds Award. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Um, it's, it's, a, it's an award that, that only, this is the only rum in the world that have the, that, that award. Wow. I know that... Another spirit have that award like uh, some tequilas or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's beautiful. Pedro's beautiful bottle. Yeah, yeah I'm into right it. Now. I like <laughs> these like shot glass built into the bottle. That's genius. So the Don Q Grand Añejo. Let's smell this. Let's taste this. Let's get into it here. Most people know that I love flavored anything. <laughs> um, I, I respect sponsored I res- by Peach Chirac I one should of these be days. Sp- but you know what? Uh, Danku could also sponsor me. I love <laughs> Danku Limon with Sprite. Oh, it's delicious. So Danku Limon, Limon is actually was a super interesting. They right up. Uh, so most of the companies started uh, when they were doing the infusion. They were using like this specific lime. But the one in Danku Limon uses a lime that is a, a specific lime of Puerto Rico, and the flavor is night and day. It does not taste like your regular lime, yeah. but they don't nombre. They don't. Maybe you don't. You might remember, but it's like it's so good, and uh, so it, it kicked ass, right? Yeah. The Don Quixote limon. Is it a sweeter kicks. lime? Is it a more sour lime? What would you say that's indicative of this Puerto Rican lime? I, like I, we've, I, we've I, got I, key I, limes, like in Florida, they have the. Oh key yeah, limes, yeah, it's, you know? it's, it's like the key lime. It's similar. Actually, it's small and sweet. I, th- I think so. I, th- I think it's like I, I, like I'm preaching here, but I don't remember that well, right? Um, do you have a, a, a bottle of Don Quixote on here? I should have one stashed somewhere in the shelf. <laughs> We're not doing that right now. Goodness, yeah, it was gonna be like I'll be right back. But I'll remember, but, but remember it's been aged for a li- minimum of one year. <laughs> That's right. Charcoal filtration to remove the color. Okay. Right, and then infuse maybe probably right five the the flavors right and yeah. In the case of of Don Q family, you know, I'm a lover, not a hater. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the flavors of Don Q um, was in a in a maceration process. That's right. They have uh, the mint the mint one that have you know like uh, you know a big. B- Stainless steel bowl with holes, yeah. and they add uh, a lot of um, um, a dry mint, oh, mint cool. left, mm-hmm. and then do like a tea in the rum. Right, no right. way. In the rum, yes, that's, it, so yes cool. that, that's the way. Um, actually, they have the, the passion. They they add you know the pulp of the of the passion, exactly. and then filter it. That it's a mess, but but they they make it a they very good it. one. That's really it's, it's cool. Not, I actually didn't know that. It's it's not flavoring. It's not so making it's not some flavors. Artificial flavor. Right. It's like no. actual maceration. Wow. Yeah, so there's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong yes. with enjoying flavored rums yeah. or no, 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 any spirits. That's no, right. No, 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 no,
with the pineapple. Pi- the pineapple fashion stickings. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, my hair's like, my chest is like, okay, man, I'm so proud of Puerto Rico, man. <laughs> That's really <laughs> right. Cool. Knowing this, that a way ahead because we uh, Don Q's been doing so many flavor rums, mm-hmm. and now that Ramon's sharing that, how this the process is like, wow, That's, That's very cool. cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So, what do you guys think of this Granillejo here? What kind of flavor notes come to mind as you stick your nose in that glass and breathing gently through your mouth? Oh lord. Yeah, the sherry comes through really strong. So like a really bold red fruit. Nice. There's a nuttiness. There's a cool like rubbery. I get that molasses funk thing happen. Like a nice like sulfury rubbery note in there. And the oak comes through really strong. Oh yeah, that's really nutty. The sherry comes through so strong on the tongue. There will be questions of white pages spitting the uh, <laughs> delicious rum. It's, it's the it's, night it's, is young. Night is young. It's, it's really early, so we're right before it's tasting. And no, we're doing this <laughs> we're interview style, but we've got to go do this for the public. It's gonna be. We're gonna have a packed room here in a matter of minutes, yeah. and I've got to be on my game you, you here. Be on track. You gotta it's be the on rum track. education. Oh, it's not the Pedro get drunky education. <laughs> That's, we've all seen that. It's <laughs> it's not the big draw. Wow, I like oh. this one. Actually, um, Don Q brand, they make a lot of, they sell a lot of rum in bulk for other brands. Oh, massive. really? Massive. Yeah. Over 12 million gallons. Yep. Wow. It's, so, it's massive. Bacardi, not so much on the uh, sourcing tip. Don yeah. Q, all about it. Yeah. And you say that this is the number one selling... In the island. In the on island. the island. Wow. <laughs> they drink fancy rum there because this is, this is a premium no, brand. No, no, no. Right? Actually, the brand. Actually, oh, the oh, brand. Oh, Don Q. The brand. Okay. Don Q brand. I was going to say, the Grand Yeho, everyone's... No, 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 no. Wow, life is good <laughs> in no, Puerto Rico, right? This is a 60, $60 bottle. So it's a very good rum. We sell a lot of Don Q Granjejo, but... Actually, you know, the white rum is the best seller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, of, course, of course. So put yourself here. You're in Puerto Rico. You're surrounded by a beautiful woman. You're surrounded by a beautiful heat, right? And you want to drink something that's refreshing. So you're going to drink a, a clear rum or, or, or a gold rum, and then you're going to mix it with coconut water, which is one of our favorite. With Coke, cranberry juices taste amazing. It's like uh, pineapple juice, orange juice. It's just like you name it. It's like everything we we love to blend. We would like to mix with some type of like a mixer. Yeah. But we love natural uh, fruits too. Like we get guanaba, guava. It's like, how do you feel today? I'm like, oh, my heart's feeling for guava. I'm like, okay, right. Thank you and guava. Poof. Or Bacardi and guava. Poof. Right. Beautiful. Yeah, that's what I did. We we're walking to... Um, the fort that's at the at the beach. El Morro. El Morro. El Morro. El Morro. Mm-hmm. We're walking to El Morro, and there's a store, a restaurant that sells coconuts with rum. Mm-hmm. And on our way there, I just grab my coconut. I'm like, that's what I'm doing yeah. right now. Yeah. It's gonna be a long walk to El Morro because it's, it's a very long yeah. walk. We, 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 it, we do that walk. in Puerto Rico for your for your well-being. <laughs> <laughs> Stay hydrated while yeah. having fun. I, actually, in my home, I got some coconut water ice cube. No uh, way, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I put, you know, maybe one or two cubes with delicious. coconut water. That is actually the best, like, one, not the best, but uh, the best is whatever you have available. Uh, yeah. yeah. But that, like, <laughs> when you have it, like, on your glass, and then you you just, like, pour it, and then you put a little glass of coconut, frozen coconut water, that and it delicious. melts slowly. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, All right, yeah. I'm taking my this girlfriend's like, Rocky Road out of the fridge, freezer, <laughs> and I'm putting my coconut water in yeah. there. I'm getting, like, uh, like chocolate milk. There's some, like, yes. beautiful... Oh, Just beautiful the palette is so... Well, at the Easy end, once, once your glass is on, oh, almost empty, like mine, there's tons of aged wood. 
Yeah, it coconut. Counts. I smell coconut though now too. Maybe just because we keep talking about coconut, but like chocolate milk and coconut, it's really delicious. The oak wood is not too overpowering in the palate. No. It's just very, very subtle, but it's not too perfect. tannic. It doesn't like dry out your no, palate completely. All. It's got a great silky mouthfeel. Yes, yes, beautiful. So, what is this third mark here? That one is a uh, Bacardi uh, Limited Reserve. This is the top of the line of Bacardi family. That one is uh, like $120 the bottle, half a serial number, and when you buy it, they give you a certificate of um, authenticity. Wow. Um, that one is a blend 10 to 16-year-old rum in bourbon cask. 10 bourbon to 16 cask. or 10, 10 to, to 60? 10 to, to 16. 16, that's yeah. massive, yeah. To 16. Yeah. To 60 in Puerto Rico? <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't, I, don't there. Think, I don't think so. It's just um, put some dirt there, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. But they, oh. they really want to verify the fact that the youngest in that bottle was 10 years. That's why yes. they did the certificate? Yes. Wow, cool. Yes. Yes. Um, actually, Bacardi started to produce rum in, in Santiago de Cuba at first. Mm -hmm. Then opened a second distillery in Puerto Rico in 1936. So a lot of people think that Bacardi moved to Puerto Rico because the revolution, because Castro, but, but that's not true. The revolution was in, in, in 1959, and mm -hmm. then in 1960, um, Castro take the distillery of Bacardi, yeah. and Bacardi stayed with the distillery that have in Puerto Rico. So they oh. were since, since, so since, they since had 19, some place to go. They, they just went to Puerto Rico. They yeah. already had a house. Yeah. My, my, what I, I, I understand is that um, uh, Pepin, Pepin Facundo, Pepin Facundo. 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 Mm -hmm. No, 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 Pepin, Pepin Bosch. That's Sorry, Pepin Bush. Bush. So he he like he was like a little bit of ahead of the game. He's like, if we move to Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico already had like an affiliate with the U.S. Mm -hmm. So if we move to Puerto Rico and have our distillery there, it was it was costing them less money to send a case hypothetically one dollar to send it to the U.S. from Cuba would cost them fifteen dollars. Wow. So I'm this is numbers. I'm just like putting out there like spaghettis, mm -hmm. right? I'm like the, the true fact is I, I don't know it. But this is like the, the part of the sometimes when you do the, the, the uh, tour at Bacardi explain you this. And then um, so they I enjoyed that moment or like there were Pepin Bush was like, okay, this is just open in Puerto Rico. Let's start doing there. Whatever as much as we can produce in Puerto Rico and sell it to the US, which is a, a growing market, we gotta be there. And then when Fidel Castro took over, they already had a huge distillery. And then uh, in 19 with um, they, they start Luis Munoz Marin, he called it, right? La Casa de... The Temple of Rum. Is yeah. Yeah, but that that was in the in the second distillery in Catania. In Catania, when oh, there was a there was a different. Yeah, oh, the really? first one was in in uh in Ochoa building in Old San Juan. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't, Really well, actually, cool. I think I knew that, but I for completely forgot. Well, herbs, we do the honors. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> okay. don't be sorry. We're kicking out here. No, that's why we. That's what we love. We love to get deep with this stuff. That's why the Rum Society exists. Now, Fede, not only we're we're in love with rum education here at Kanya, but you also help create the the rum lab which is also all about the rum education as well yeah. can you just briefly describe what the rum lab is all about so the rum lab started the the original rum lab started 15 years ago in puerto rico as a way i i opened the first rum bar in puerto rico called caña 
and then I opened it, and then at the same time, I realized that Puerto Rico did not have the, a, a, rum, a rum festival. And that's my background. My background is completely entertainment. And festivals, parties, concerts, and the restaurant was an opportunity. And I'm like, oh, this is a good gimmick, right? So my brother and I created the Rum Lab as a way to attract tourists to come in and, and, and have a, a, a meal with the Rumelier, which is my brother and I. And then we'll, as you were eating, we'll explain you the history of rum through, like, like, through our, the rums made in Puerto Rico. And the fast forward, right, the restaurant, we sold the restaurants. Uh, we, kept Puerto, we started the National Rum Festival of Puerto Rico, which is Taste of Rum. And the only way we can do this is with the partnership of rums with Puerto Rico, right? And uh, this is super important because it's, it's a very expensive event, but we do it so with a lot of love. And we do it as a, a, to promote Puerto Rican rums, but promote Puerto Rico as a destiny, right? It's like when you have so many different places to go to, it's like, okay, let me go to Puerto Rico. As a, if you're like a spirit nerd, it's like, okay, let me go to Puerto Rico, be on a beautiful beach, but also hang out, go to a rum festival. Then uh, fast forward... The Rum Lab created, became into an educational platform, and then we started doing the Chicago Rum Festival, the California Rum Festival, the New York Rum Festival, and then uh, the Miami Rum Congress, which is a partnership between Ian Burrell, which is a, uh, an amazing gentleman of uh, UK that creates the UK Rum Festival. It's the global brand ambassador for all rum brands. Um, and then we have the Miami Rum Congress together. The whole focus of this events are focus about rum premunization, like premunization and rum education. We want to make sure that um, people know what they're drinking, and they, ha they have clarity of something that's so amazing, which is r rum, right? It's, like, it's so versatile. It's like it, it just changes from cocktails, but it primarily changes from wherever it's made and how it's made and mm -hmm. how it's aged. And mm -hmm. if it's Wild G's, uh, uh, like proprietary G's is the water, the every everything makes it so cool. So th there's not... Always the rum is going to change, right? And then we keep the same wife, but rum changes a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, to be honest, this is how I stay up to date with a lot of the new rums, new articles. Uh, I get you, you send out the weekly newsletters, right? Yeah. What's the website? The Rum Lab. The Rum Lab. I follow it. I, I, every time I get it, I'm like, I make sure I save it. If I'm not, if I'm busy doing something, I'm like, tonight I'm reading this because it's you guys Thank you. interview. Several uh, rum aficionados. Salud. Cheers to that. Cheers, yeah. And to rum. Salud. Um, rum aficionados, you guys uh, review the rums. You guys put dates of festivals going on. Um, I was lucky enough to be on the Rum Lab once. Um, Javi made the article on me. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I was on the Rum Lab. I was like, oh, that's a big win for me. That's, that's, that's like awesome. a highlight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I love it. Please follow it. Uh, if you love rum, if you love cocktails, this this is the way to go. There's yeah. a lot of facts, a lot of cool things in there. Yeah, Javi's so, great. Javi writes for Rum Lab too. That's great. No, no, no. Uh, Javi was, was Vice, and uh, I guess you guys found the article. Yeah, and okay. they shared it on the Rum Lab. That's pretty cool. Right so, on. So that, that's our job. You know, a lot of people thinking rum, I'm thinking rum and coke. Mm -hmm. So yep. yeah, so we can you know, we can sip a very good rum. Oh yeah, we can do a very good cocktails. You know, like the old fashioned. We do a rum old fashioned. You are so, so we do well in, in in my restaurant. We do a twist of uh, the old fashioned. We use um, with aged rum, and also the simple syrup. 
we make the simple syrup with coconut water Ooh. and brown sugar. Wow. So it's a little bit twist. So we're going to steal some ideas. Twist. Twist. Starting really tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we got to try that. That no. sounds cool. It sounds rich. Yeah. Actually, yeah. you know, I'm going to give that a try because it does sound. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk this after. What's <laughs> the shelf life? We'll talk about that later. But nice. Let's, let's yeah. sip on this uh, Bacardi Limitada here. So we get on the nose. We had to, something that we need to uh, share or clarify is that um, Puerto Rican rums uh, is, you might guys remember it was a a, a promotion of like Spanish style of rum, French style of rum, English style of rums, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And this is something that actually uh, Ben Jones created uh, as a way in Spirit Bomb. To like just to clarify how different rums are made around the world is that that completely has evolved of like it's like is it um, pot still column still the process of aging and it's like a, every time it's a little bit more complex and it, which is really good because the more information the better but Spanish styles of rum are lighter they're light body and if we go back to that time these are Spaniards that moved to the Caribbean. And they wanted to create the perfect cognac. They were looking for the, uh, the perfect brandy. They were looking to a way to create with the local ingredients something that was uh, similar to the perfect brandy. Interesting. And that's why actually Bacardi has so many awards. It was like the, one of the favorite cocktails for the queen, right? Or the queen, king and queen of Spain, right? Because they were all, that was the, the mentality. I'm sure the in British islands or English colonies that were looking for the same thing. They were looking for the perfect brandy. So Spanish, Spanish rums are very, in general, are light. Something that evolved was the column still. This is something that it was a, a big evolution. It was a way to do uh, mass production of rum quickly. And you can, not only you can do rum, you can also do other different spirits. And most of the distilleries around the world that have column stills, not only do rum, they do vodka, they do uh, curacao, they do triple sec. So they're, they're, they have that, versal- that that opportunity of doing, they're not limited to when you usually, I understand when you have a pot still, it's a little bit of slower process on, to do so many things. Much slower. Yeah. Much, much less um, efficient. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, but at the same time, it could be really rich, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. We love the flavor. <laughs> yeah. So you, we, we, we can't compare it. It's just like everything is like not every day you want scrambled eggs with like or banana pancakes. And that's the best part of a rum, actually. You have every day you have something that's going to be like, boom, okay, let me wake up and I'm going to have a <laughs> strawberry pancakes, right? Yeah, it's something different. the spice of life. I like this one. I'm getting like some butterscotch notes in here. Oh, and, 100%. Like, beautiful like caramel and and. Some coffee. What do, what do you get, nerves? Yeah, butterscotch, toffee. Mm. That is awesome. A little dry mm-hmm. at the end, too. Yeah. Like, it dried my mouth, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I might be God. wrong, but some sort of food. I don't know if it's, like, bacon or something in there. I guess we're talking about breakfast. It just yeah. clicks. <laughs> well, why is that, Major? When someone's suggesting something, you kind of go straight to... Because your brain is a problem-solving machine. And, <laughs> and what it wants to do well, is connect the dots. Your brain is always just trying to make the connections so that we understand. Our, our brains are adaptive, like supercomputers that are constantly trying to fill the gaps between information that we're receiving. So if someone suggests something, your brain's tendency is to try to make that work, to try to make sense of it. That's why we have brains, is to make sense of things. So it will jump to conclusions and try to 
to say yes link to it, it and, and link them together and make sense of it. Thank you, Pedro. Beautiful. Oh my, that is really delicious. <laughs> well, what's oh, yeah. what's up with this barrelito? This is uh, the, the barrelito. Oh, okay. Well, this is Rondel Barrilito. Rondel Barrilito started to produce rum in 1880. In 1880. I, I have, a, you know, a history of the brand. At first, that brand, the name of that brand was Fernandez Rum. If you look at the P and the F in the label, that's mean Pedro Fernandez, his owner. But what happens when Pedro Fernandez has visited in his home, give his Fernandez Rum, right? Mm -hmm. But when God... You know, special guests go back to the house to barril to the barrilito to the, the barrel, the little barrel, and take a little bit, you know, of the rum of a little bottle. So the mouth spread in the town, and all the people know that Pedro Fernandez have a special rum in a special bottle. <laughs> and when the people come to the Fernandez house and Pedro Fernandez gives it Fernandez rum, they said, "Ah, uh -uh, I don't want Fernandez rum." I want rum del barrilito that you got in the back. Ah. Rum of, yeah, of the little bottle. <laughs> so See, we all have a stash, Pedro. So <laughs> we're gonna get into your stash yeah. a little bit later. So then his son Edmundo Fernandez, this is the name that ha is in the bottom of the label, changed the name of Ron del Barrilito because all the people know the rum as a Ron del Barrilito. Okay. So then they they. And uh, this, this is a cherub, this is a little angel. In Greece, that little angel has food in his, in his hand. They change the food for a barrel because they say this is the rum of the God. This, this, ah. this angel gives it the food for the gods. So this is the rum of the gods. A lot of people, you know, call that rum like the cognac of the Caribbean. But for me, you know, good rum tastes like rum. Yeah. Not a cognac or something like that. Yeah. But a lot of people, you know, said this is the cognac of the Caribbean. I always said it's one of the favorites of all the bartenders. So I, I got, you know, bestseller in the island, bestseller rum in the world, and the favorite of all, all the bartenders. So I got a very far... You've got a great job. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's try it out. Somebody's got to do it. Ramos willing. This is, the, you know, the hard part of my job, you know. Traveling. The, the limitada, you said that was $120 a, a bottle for the limitada? Uh -huh, yes. Average. How much is the Ronde Berlito going to run me at my local liquor store? Uh, well, as now, about. It, 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 it varies per state. Yeah. Uh, and based on the, uh, the state taxes. Mm -hmm. um, well, we've seen something from $45 to $63. Yes. And it but, really, it really var yeah. depends on. What, the sales ta uh, ta uh, state taxes mm -hmm. and the cost of trans transportation, I imagine, right? So, right. Um, like going from Puerto Rico all the way In to Puerto California, Rico is, it is, might a, be is a forty dollar bottle. Yeah, but I know we we, we buy some in, in Washington in sixty five, right? Yeah, yeah. About I don't know well, a, San Francisco. a month ago, San Francisco wow. was sixty five. San Francisco, yeah. wow, yeah. a little more expensive. Yeah. Uh, the so, the weird again, thing about this the the aging uh, the, the property. It's right next to a prison. Yes. So yes. you're teasing yeah. all the inmates with beautiful rum because once you get in there, you smell the rum. Yeah. Oh, wow. You smell the barrels and then there's just... Oh. Those poor... But all that land belongs to them. Just oh, really? Yeah, all, yeah, yeah. all that land, um, they have um, a sugar cane. Sugar cane growing and, you know, the street to um, the other side of the street, the highway. Yeah, the highway. 
all that are sugar cane from from um, uh -huh. and the government took it. Yeah. Right? yeah. So they have the right so the government can come and take they they say I'm a proprietor to terreno, right? And so they, you can pay it, of course. Yeah. They wow. they have the highways, they put jails and I'm sure that the family was look, look, looking for so during the 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 re prohibition, right? Mm -hmm. So companies were not able to sell any more alcohol, right? So they actually they survived by selling rubbing alcohol, mm -hmm. and uh, and that that was like a way, but they were not allowed. So Rondel Barrilito made the decision like this is not profitable, this is not sustainable. Let's close our distillery, and it seems that they made an agreement with another company so they can source the rum. How that from that process to that process. Uh, From A to B, how that process, I don't know how it went, but they ended up closing, they ended up selling some most of their land, and they kept it there, which is beautiful, and which is what you saw over there. So like yeah. They still have um, a part of the mill, right? And that mill is like probably one of the only few uh, mills like that in Puerto Rico, and that was like where the sugar cane was being crushed, right? And the, the warehouses are super antique. They, this company actually... Uh, and, and Ramon will actually share more of this information. Ramon, this company was like uh, by, by the Fernandez family. And recently, it, uh, the whole family, there was more brothers and everything. Though, as a whole, they decided to sell. And then they sold it to uh, uh, a group of investors, including uh, an individual Bacardi member, right? Yeah. So it's not owned by Bacardi, but a Bacardi member, right? So Joaquin <laughs> Bacardi. Uh, But was one of the guys who invested in, in, in this project. And Eduardo Bacardi, his son, is actually has, who, the one who's becoming the master blender little by little with Luis Pana, uh, Planas. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they have their own cooperage. They're, they're fixing their own barrels. So they're sourcing, they're fixing, yeah, they're fixing the barrels aging. right there. Yeah, they fix their own so barrels. they're doing their own aging, and you said that they they do their own kind of little spice tincture yes. to add to the rum as well. So let's try it out. Yeah. Also, oh, oh, what are you three, show us here? Yeah, three That's years ago. Cheers. 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 Salud. Salud. Sorry. Look at that. So this, this is, is the bottling the, line. The label. They they. Add the label by hand. by hand, one by one. This wow. is the glue. Are they still wow. doing that? I'm sure they are, right? They, they, are they I'm not sure about, I don't know, maybe two years ago, they, they make by machine. The, the back part is made by, I think this part is made by a machine, but this part is made and this part, you actually can see the, which is not perfect here. Yeah, yeah. Can you see that? Yeah, yeah. So this is by, by, pocket center. by uh -huh. man, right? Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, it's a very small assembling line too. Mm -hmm. Tiny. So this has all got some serious aromatic oh. qualities. It it almost like it almost so has vermouth in there or something. You know, it's got this like oh, really wow, spicy true. like cinnamon, cassia. Totally right. Yeah. You know. I agree with you. There's a great like sherry character as well. There's a nuttiness, dark stewed fruits like boiled plums and prunes. Apples, pineapple, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he's, Pedro, he's you're good, good right? Good. <laughs> you're really good. Mm. I'm like, ah, oh, it smells like rum. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're not sure what, what, what they have in the, in the maceration process. Yeah. But maybe all of everything that, you just said. That yeah. you said. <laughs> That's, That's really delicious. Wow. 
And are these all 80 proof across the board here? Did we all... Um, this is 43% 86. Okay, so 86. 86. All this tree is 40% 80 proof. All the yeah. way across. Yeah. Wow. What an amazing flight of Puerto Rican rums. <laughs> really, really, really great you stuff. You ever come down to Kanya or or in Puerto Rico, make sure you try these four rums. 100%. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'll make sure I get my hands on one of these bottles to put it on the shelves. And you should go visit Puerto Rico because they're still rebuilding yes. after the hurricane. They need your dollars. So go check it out. It's part of the United States you've never been to before. Get on down to Puerto Rico. Come well, just on. by buying a Puerto Rican rum, just having a cocktail, just having like, hey, can I have a, a Cuba Libre with Bacardi or Don Q? You're already helping the economy. So right. please uh, just make sure to have at least 36 Cuba Libre a month. And that is <laughs> <laughs> Or don't uh, me more piña colada. Or piña coladas. And I think this is very easy to do, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you would yeah. like to help a little bit the economy of Puerto Rico, only you need to drink a lot of rum. So <laughs> it's very easy. Yeah, if you don't want to go to a bar, buy the bottle at home, get your ice yeah. cubes ready with coconut water. You're solid. Uh, nice. You're golden. Wow. Well, it's going to be a really fun night. We're getting ready to do our public tasting yes. here. The room's about to be filling up here. And then we'll have music and music DJs and tonight. Music and DJs and percussionists. It's gonna be fun. We got a guest bartending from yeah, we have a team from La Casita. From La Casita. There's a there's a amazing. See, you know, to go La Casita Errones next time I'm in there. Yeah, no, no, La Casita is beautiful. It's like it's really well. Um, the location is pristine, right, right in front of the water where the cruises are, are or where they dock, and um, the food is so good. And of course, the cocktails, right? The yeah. cocktails are yeah. phenomenal. And the food oh. is is infused with with rum. Yeah. It's all infused with rum. Oh, damn. Love We're that. going back. Let's go. <laughs> We're going back. Well, it actually Let's tells go. the cocktail put their second date already. They oh, confer- really? They yeah. confirmed for uh, the finishing uh, the end of April. Mm-hmm. They're going to do their second. They liked it. I think or they made good money or they're like, or they, like our, they like our they like island, island I'm sure they love the island. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. So, so the Taste of Rum USA pop-up, Rum Tour 2019, featuring the rums of Puerto Rico. What's the next stop? Because you guys are in L.A. right now. Yes. But this podcast is going to go out like this week. So there's still time for people to sign up and go to your other events, right? Yes. So, so I, as I mentioned before, we're doing this and as, uh, also the Martha Stewart USA Today Tour. Mm-hmm. So here we are today. On Saturday, we're the Martha Stewart at the L.A. pop-up uh, stop. And then... Uh, Next weekend, we'll be in Chicago, and then we'll be there at the Broken Shaker. And then on Saturday, we'll be with the Marsha Stewart event. Then December 7th, we'll be at the in Houston, a uh, place called High and Dry. And then the December 19th, we'll be in Austin at the Townsend. And then December 21st, we'll be at Dallas at a place called Ruins, which is another cool rum bar. Cool. Yeah, so, oh. after if, after that, I think like it'll be like meditation, recovery, cleansing for thirty minutes, and then we go okay. Make sure you book the dates, go to the event. It's it's yeah. amazing. It's fun. The cocktails are gonna be great. Well, the here whole- this is really cool. You guys chose for Kanya the two cocktails that you're featuring so we're doing tonight there's the way it's been running through the whole program is like every bar features two cocktails and then we feature two cocktails from La Casita uh, rum bar in Puerto Rico and then so it's a it's, it's a hybrid of both featuring and everybody's showcasing and making like everybody's a rock star they have their bartenders 
La Casita and Rumson Puerto Rico have their guest bar- bartenders, and uh, so people are really ready for like for amazing cocktails, yeah. like really well done. Urban has done, and you guys have here. I like at Kanya Rum Bar. You have not cut anything, like no budgets. Like let's do it. This is we've got. This is the way we got to do it. The best. Our public is the best. Yeah. Right, and that's, that's my the energy that I got. And like I'm like this is whoever's gonna come here tonight, which we know is gonna be a huge packed house. They're gonna be blown away. I feel like they're in Puerto Rico. And yeah, I see that for sure. And we and bring in Planetos too. Which yeah, is really well, good. it's gonna be fun. Right on. And cool. they've got free hats. Free hats. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Couple of flasks. Well, gentlemen, cool. thank you so much for coming in to tell us about There's these a little bit there. Homes a little bit in there. Puerto Rico. Salud, salud. Cheers to Puerto Rico. Salud. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. The Spirit Guide Society is a Spirit Adventures production in association with Bitten from the Apple Productions. Special thanks to Tone Mesa for their post-production and audio services. The show is produced by Andrew Apple and me, Pedro Shanahan. Executive producer, Andrew Abrahamson. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spirit Guide SOC. We'll be there to answer any questions you have, share what we're drinking, and more. And if you're still thirsty, you can always find more episodes of the show wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to always drink responsibly. That means don't drink to forget. Drink to remember.